Hey guys, welcome back to another magical episode of Magic's Guide, the podcast. As you know, and some may not, this is an intimate podcast, a journey throughout this beautiful and magical thing we call life. And I'm your personal guide through it all. It's been about, what, two weeks since I've last dropped an episode due to... Y'all, I was sick. When I say I was sick, I was sick. I don't even know what I had. Like, I went to the doctor. They said I didn't have COVID. They said I didn't have strep. I thought I had COVID. I thought I had strep. Y'all, let me tell you about the symptoms real quick. I was in this bed sweating bullets. When I tell you, I've never sweated the way that I sweated the last seven days. Y'all, I had been in the bed over here shaking from my top of my head to the bottom of my soles on the feet. I'm telling you, like, I was down bad. Like, I go to the doctor. They tell me, well, everything came back good. Your blood work is fine. Um, You just may have a viral infection. First of all, what do you mean I just may have? You telling me that you don't know what's going on and you were the doctor? And I'm at the hospital for five hours. Y'all, when I tell you, it was an experience that I felt like was never ending. Y'all, my head was on like a thousand per minute. It felt like somebody hit me in the head with a bag of bricks, hit me in the head with a sledgehammer, threw me under a train, ran over me 10 times, picked me up, threw me back under the train 20 more times, and so forth. Y'all, it was crazy. Like, I never wished the pain that I was on or had on nobody. Like, it just was, oh my God, it was horrendous. It was, it was terrible. And then, so I'm asking God, like, if they're not diagnosing me with anything, then it got to be spiritual. It got to be spiritual. And the thing is, I felt in my heart that it was spiritual. That's why I didn't want to go to the hospital. But I was just like, girl, you got to go to the hospital because something is going on. So they gave me fluids or whatever. I felt a little better. Got home, still head booming. And I'm like, God, it's me and you. Like, are you telling me to just trust you throughout the sickness? Because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like, really, what is going on with my body? Why do I feel like this? And see, like, I want to be so good with God that I know who's bothering me. You know, whether it's the enemy or him, because I feel like sometimes we give the enemy too much credit. And it could really just be God trying to push you through a situation that you're ignoring. And I felt like that was me. I felt like I was living the story of Job, y'all. Like, if you know the story of Job, then you know that. The devil asked God to give him skin to skin. And God was just like, you could do whatever you want to Job, but you have to spare his life. You must spare his life. You cannot touch his life. You cannot do anything to his life. You can't take him out the game. You can make him upset. You can take away everything, but you cannot touch his life. And I felt like that's what I was going through, y'all. Like I felt like I'm living and I feel like I still am living the story of Job. Like when you have everything and then everything is just took from you. Let me be clear, Job was a blameless man. Job was a good man. He never went against God. Me, you know what I'm saying? I done did my one, two when it comes to my God. 
And I can't just say I have been the best person. I'm human. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm human. I have flaws. I do this. I do that. But that's not the point of the message. The point of the message is I am living the story of Job. And if you don't know the story of Job, I need y'all to get in your Bible. Because the story of Job is a hard chapter to read. I'm not going to hold you. It's really hard. I'm still reading it. But you will see the main points and the main principles very early on. And... Yeah, like, I feel like that's just what I was in, and that's what I was living, and that's the truth. And it brings me to my story today, in the episode today. Um, If you had listened to the last episode, I left you off with a few questions that y'all may have wanted answered. And one was my abortion. Um, Yeah, so... The abortion thing, I'm really open about because I feel like so many people try to shed a negative light on an abortion. And it's just like, you never know what you would do when you're in that situation. So who are you to tell me what you would have did? You know what I'm saying? And the only person that I am worried about judging me at the end is God. And me and God had a conversation many times before I made my decision. Um, I feel like that's why I can speak about it and I'm very open about it because I felt like my abortion was an eye-opener to me, um, an eye-opener to my relationships, an eye-opener to the men that I deal with, an eye-opener overall for my entire life. Like The abortion was a thing that I'm going to say was a, um, a gift within a curse. Because, of course, a child is a beautiful thing, but um, I wasn't ready personally. And the guy that I procreated this child with, I don't see us further than what we were. And so it just was a decision that I had to make. And I made this decision. I made this option, this choice, whatever you call it, on my own. I went through it on my own. Me and God, we went through it and I became at peace with it, like... It's just something that I'm okay to talk about. Like, I'm going to say this and I'm going to leave it at that. Don't feel bad for putting yourself first. So many people get stuck and trapped behind a man and they feel like a baby will change things. And that's just not what I wanted my life to be. I didn't want my life to get better after I had a child. Like, I'm a person that wants to plan my life, a person that is not just going to have a child because there's nothing else to do. Like, babies are easy to be made. Have you ever sat back and thought about you can have sex and make a baby anywhere, but you can't get no money? Yeah, no, not me. Like, I was already in a, in a hole. Like, I was already in a deep hole. So why would I bring a child into this world and be in a deeper hole? And although the child could have been this, could have been that, I, that's something that later on I will get to do again if God allows me to be a mom later on. But you know what I'm saying? Like my abortion was very subtle. Um, I was five weeks. The baby didn't have a heart. The baby didn't have a heart rate, um, a heartbeat, whatever you want to call it. It was a sack. And when I seen it on ultrasound, it was literally something so small. Nothing was there. So I felt at peace with that as well. Like, it maybe would have been different if the baby would have had a heartbeat, if I would have seen something going on. But my doctor was just like, baby, you're so early. Um, the baby has no pulse. You're good. Like, 
what you want to do. And I'm like, what I want to do, what I want to do, what I want to do, what I want to do. I want to keep my life going the way that it is. I don't want to bring this baby into this world. It's sack, whatever you want to call it. And that's just what it is. Don't feel bad for putting yourself first, y'all. Me and my doctor had a whole conversation about why I'm making the decision, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I felt like because um, just it wasn't the time. Like, it just wasn't the time for me personally. And that's the decision I made. And this decision came from just it wasn't like a an ongoing or a long prolonged situation like this happened i found out i was pregnant june 10th i had an abortion no excuse me i found out i was pregnant july 10th i had an abortion july 14th i wasn't playing no games I wasn't playing no games. I feel like it would have been selfish of me to keep a child or prolong this situation knowing that I want this situation to be a done situation. So I went with the plan and that's what leads me into the episode of That Damn Portal. Whew. So that's just a little, oh my God, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot, y'all. Like I said, don't feel bad for putting yourself first. Put God first, then yourself. Okay, that's what I have been learning. And we're going to talk about it. So, episode three. That damn portal. A personal story from Magic's diary. Woo! Y'all, I be getting so emotional every time I pull out my motherfucking notepad. <laughs> Cause I'm really doing this. Like I never thought that I would be doing this the way that I'm doing this, but I'm doing it and I feel good about it. I feel good about my podcast. I can't wait to see you guys on tour. Is y'all ready for me? Y'all ready for me to be on tour? I know. I can't wait to be in your city. Every day I tell myself, girl, you're going to be on tour. You better keep going. Mm-hmm. But anyways, not every portal is connected to promotion. The portal is a method that allows access to another dimension. But where that dimension takes you doesn't necessarily mean that it's a promotion. Sometimes there are portals that allows access to things that are on an assignment to destroy you. And that's what Sarah told me. Sarah Roberts, if you are wondering who Sarah is, and what she told me was absolutely true. Because when I stepped into a portal four and a half years ago, I grew to know what Dorothy meant when she looked backwards and saw she was no longer in Kansas and said she wanted to go home. I no longer was that little girl from Rome, Georgia, who lived on the end of Butler, across the street from the church, beside the laundromat with mojos in the back of me. 19, I look like a grown-ass woman, well-rounded, titties lifted, clothes fitted, body perky, a slick mouth, and I never been out the box kind of Barbie. Only men stared, but they was never allowed to touch. Until 21, I jumped head first, ass out, attitude on a hundred, mind on a million, and a permit, ready to be swiped 
all through the strip clubs of Atlanta. Let me introduce you to Magic. See, Magic was a cold motherfucker. But she wasn't cold enough. I was living too fast. I slipped up. I didn't have my head on straight. I gave up the one who truly loved me for the club. I grew apart from my mama and the streets gave me my hugs. When I jumped into this portal, I became so green to my worth. I basically gave up my rights as a woman because that's what it felt like. For the dollar, everything was a go. And that's what men thought because they thought that they had the dollars. I was gonna do what I was told to do. See, I've always set boundaries for my body, but they don't wanna hear that and they don't give a fuck about self-worth. So you end up settling for silence, adjusting hand placements, and drinking to ease the tension between you and that moment. I used to think of each customer as a small getaway and the next drink like a different city around the world. Shots up, another round. See, before stepping into this portal, I couldn't tell you if I was a brown drinker or a white. Alcohol was so foreign to me. I wasn't a heavy drinker, nor did I know or need a Red Bull for a chaser. But see, in this world, it's the devil's playground and everything in it was every bit of toxic. Moments where I became completely unaware of how drunk I was and how I made a home. Management don't care about you. They don't give a fuck if you made it or not. They just ready for you to be out so they can too. Too many nights where liquor became the reason why I was sleeping in the parking lot. Too many nights where I felt disgusted and violated. But after I counted up all the money, it was over and it felt worth it, right? So many nights and so many pointless arguments with girls I would never engage with outside of this club or would think twice about outside of this motherfucker. This portal was crazy. Every relationship I had made through this journey was broken and somewhat became detrimental to my mental. I never gained genuine friends, just people who plotted against me. I felt my energy was too good for them people anyway. And God always turned me away from every flawed interaction. Yes, it was the devil's playground but see, God doesn't play about his favorite people. Every time something bad happened, it's like he was there to pick me up. Like the dad who meets you outside the party you weren't supposed to be at. Or like when a twins mama picked him up from Big Booty Judy's party for stealing all that Gucci that she found in the dryer. Either way, however, he had my back so many times. Jumping into this portal, I became a beast about this money. Especially in the beginning. I was searching so much paper. And I was running them niggas' pockets dry. You couldn't see me on the floor. Everyone noticed my thrive and my hustle about this bread. How you think I became magic? I was definitely doing my big one, some would say. But I slipped up in so many ways. Not as much as others, but I slipped up. See, when I started, I was homeless. Two months in, I got my first apartment. With a roommate, I found on Facebook Market, and the rest was history. Child. I turned 21 in a club, and you couldn't tell me shit. A lot came with that year. More than what I want to share right now. But with that year, it came another one. And that year went by fast. Moving on to 22, the money coming in fast. So fast, and I was so hip to it. I was more worried about spending it than stacking it. 
but I spent it on bullshit. And if he was to ask me today, did it mean something? Or do I still have anything to show for? The answer would be no. I ran through my money so fast and I spent it so easy. I feel like I'm being punished for it right now. Because, girl, what did you do? And how did you do it? Anyways, again, that was a lesson in itself to be learned. Because the Lord gave and the Lord will take it away. And that's what happened from 22 to 23. I always had my shit together. At least I thought. Year 23 came and it's like I entered a portal between a portal. A shift change. I got with a dude and I stopped dancing for a while. I let my money slip and things just got weird. Really weird. I fell out of love with dancing and I just became so indifferent with myself. I really couldn't tell you why I felt this way. I just knew I was feeling it. Friends became foes. My nigga became toxic. Hell, we became toxic. And shortly, all had to end. The breakup became heavy. But see, I made it that way. You know how you really don't care about something, but you act like you care, so you do the most. And yeah, that was me. I was the girl who knew deep down I would be okay. But I wanted to play a little toxic game, showing this man that I thought I cared. Making him feel like I do care when, in actuality, I really don't. I chose to overdo it. Like, I really overdid it. But no shade to him today. He just wasn't a loss for me after it's all said and done. And I really should have kept it cool. But you know how that go. Never again. I told myself, never again will I act this way about a man. Being toxic is far from my thing today. But see, this portal I stepped in, it made me this way. I was a nasty person, and my mouth became nastier when the liquor got involved. I would say things to him like he was the bottom of the barrel, he say. And me waking up not remembering is one of the most embarrassing things. Like, really? How could you? Was it really me? Yes, it was you. And I was a girl that I never want to be again. So for that, I apologize. Stepping into this portal led to a stop where I met another guy. And I ain't know this man 24 hours before my ass fell into a trap. This one night, he came to the club and flooded me. So you know I was popping my shit. After the departure, I should have just went home. I should have went straight home. But I stayed. I was drunk. And I was hungry. I just felt like I needed something to eat. Around this time... Only thing was open was legs and Waffle House. I chose Waffle House. And that date was the day I never wanted to see another one. I get out the car. Some girls hating on me. I've jumped. And no, I didn't know these girls. I never worked with these girls. These girls were total fucking strangers. Literally. One thing led to another. And now I'm facing criminal charges in a hell of a case. The fuck? Fast forward. I caught the last dude I was seen with. He don't know nothing. And I could accept that because meeting him and meeting them was in two different timings, but it happened in the same dimension. But man, I wish I would have dodged them both. Me and this dude had a moment, but it soon came to an end. It was like he was the devil with a lot of money. And God showed me so early, this ain't the field you want to play in. Not even a month go by, I saw every red flag. I ended it. It was done. And that was the story. Man, this portal was a motherfucker. Let me tell you, October came around and I found myself turning myself in. Going to jail showed me all the people I thought was there for me was not there for me. And looking back, 
I'm glad it played out that way because today, nobody from that portal has access in. Man, I'm going back and forth for myself on how to get this money right. I got a $90,000 bond and a $20,000 lawyer. Boy, I need to strip more than ever right now. This portal is sucking me dry. You know how many times I thought about doing something other than dancing? But it's like God had other plans. Every time I got close to doing something fraud, he held me up every time. I'm sure of it. I always ask myself, why you just can't go through with it? I don't know. It always felt wrong. And being a crook in that way just wasn't for me. I felt I would truly be punished by doing what I knew was wrong. In a way, manipulating God's hand. Next stop, repossession and eviction. Talk about low. Low. No money for groceries and this high-ass lawyer over my head. My mind mentally checked out of the club. This new serving job was not making sense. My car was in the shop and my note was due. Lord, I felt like I couldn't catch a break. I felt so backed into a wall and trying to figure things out myself was absolutely the hardest thing to do at that moment. I got offered out my lease and the money that God gave me was for my moving fees instead. That situation just worked out. No eviction. And see, like, between the time of me going to jail was also the time of my lease being um, in the process of getting reviewed by, like, the rent agency for them to help me out with my rent. And see, like, I knew, I felt it in my soul. I was like, they gonna help me. They gonna get back to me. They gonna get back to me. But they hadn't got back to me. And why they get back to me while I was in jail, y'all? I got home, got out, got to my email, and they said, baby, we're going to help you. I said, oh, okay. Thank you. Period. <laughs> that was God. I'm telling you what I know. That it was him. The situation just became a situation that I no longer had to worry about. But moving on, I went back home. My mama said I could come back and get my shit together. But baby, this has been the hardest part about this entire process. She is crazy, and that is another story. I went back to dancing the end of May. I lost my cousin in June. I got pregnant in June. Had an abortion in July. And all of this was happening amongst this portal. I met the man in this portal that I had the situation with. And in the beginning, we were so cool. Like the chemistry and the energy was really good. But I was trying to juggle him and my relationship with God, and he wasn't understanding. From February to July, our relationship came out of nowhere. I wasn't looking for him. I wasn't looking for a relationship. I was just trying to run on my money and get closer to God. But the plan slipped. We got deep fast, and I got pregnant. My first time ever letting this happen. I ain't never liked no man the way I like this one. Like, I honestly thought we would be something, like live together type shit. Like, I thought God came to me through him. And let me elaborate on that. You see, when you want something, God gives it to you. And it's like he's training you or teaching you how to handle something so you won't mishandle it. I thought that I wanted this man so much that God gave me him because I wanted him so bad that he was showing me if you want something, then you need to get right and i thought getting right with him god would allow me to get right with this man but that is not the case that wasn't the case 
I feel like God came to me in a way, but it wasn't the way that I wanted him to come to me. Okay. And that was that. Like in the beginning, I wanted him so bad. Like me and this dude had a good thing. But when I fell back, I fell out. I was in and out of debating if I wanted to keep dancing and the money wasn't really working out. I felt like because I took so many breaks and dancing, my bag wasn't up. And I didn't want to be around a man. Like, who want to be fucking and you're fucked up? Like, it just wasn't working out for me. <laughs> so I pushed back. And when I did push back, he traded on me. I got pregnant. And in my heart, I felt he set me up. Instantly, I knew I was pregnant. And we talked about it. And we made an agreement on what we was going to do. He flipped out the last minute and told me to wait on the procedure. Wait on it. I said, hell no. Just got to go. No questions asked. No second thoughts. I set the appointment up and went through with it. I cut him off and that was that. This portal was becoming so dangerous. Before finding out I was pregnant, I almost fought somebody about my money. And then not even two months after, I fought two more girls. I know it's time to go. This portal kept setting me up for failure. All this happening in the same portal, within the same dimension, I knew I had to get out. For the last four years, my life has been a complete loophole. A continuous cycle in this portal. I grew nothing but pain from it. Stories get deeper, emotions get heavier, feelings get blocked, and God, he was far pushed back. I'm telling you, if you get time, and if you have the time to get out of a drastic, shut-in, horrendous, and dreadful portal, step out. Please, pray yourself out. If you feel stuck, you have to pray yourself out. This portal has sucked me dry, overshadowed my dreams, took away my voice, and has made me compromise with who I don't want to be. This portal has become dangerously damaging to my soul, and it's time I close this chapter. I don't want to go back. Ever. This time... I placed the bet on me. I chose myself, but first I chose God. My decisions from the past has gotten me to the point where I am now, but I realize now it's time for change. And that's the power of tomorrow because at this moment, God gave me a chance to change and become better than who I was yesterday. And I am ready. I know what to do. I just have to do it. Now I got people waiting on me, and most importantly, they cheer me on. It's on me, and I'm rooting for you as well. We can do it, but you got to want to do it. You got to pray and ask for the spirit of direction and discipline. God will give it to you. Until next time, guys. I'll catch you in the next episode.